When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Jessica Kupferman. I am coming to you by myself from Thrillmington, Delaware today because Miss Elsie is traveling to Pittsburgh from North Carolina, so she's unable to um, tape with me this week. However, we do have some fun stuff that I'm going to tell you about. And all the links of everything I'm going to tell you are going to be in the show notes. Now, uh, maybe you're wondering why I sound better than normal. It's because I got a decent microphone. Toot, toot. I got a decent microphone. I got a pop filter. I'm leveling up. I'm doing my thing. And hopefully I don't sound like uh, a morning radio zoo DJ. Hopefully I sound better. Um, also, I couldn't get my headphones to work because tech is kicking my tuchus in these last couple weeks. But today, actually, the day I'm taping, Mercury is supposed to go back into retrograde and then all of our tech will be fine, hopefully. Those of you who don't believe in that and tech's been kicking your butt the month of June, now you know why. Okay. So the first thing I want to mention is Julie Fout. Julie Fout asked Elsie to participate in something called a DIY Essential Kick-Ass Toolbox Giveaway. And Elsie contributed an amazing, and I do mean amazing, I'm super excited about her um, Skype tutorial that she added. It is like eight episodes or so, um, eight episodes, huh, eight videos or so. And um, she worked really hard on it. It's her very first solo tutorial, actually. And she did an amazing job. So if you go to um, shepodcasts.com forward slash Skype, you will be taken to the Kick-Ass Biz, Biz Coaching DIY Toolkit. It has some other really great um, things in there as well. You can choose Elsie's thing. Or, um, you know, there are some others, and I believe that they're all free. You just have to choose which one and then put your email in. So Patty Farmer also um, put something in, and uh, Shannon Cherry, who's my friend, Kim Castle, who's my friend, Michelle PW, who's a great copywriter, uh, Patty Keating. Um, but, you know, I know that I'm speaking just to podcasters and not business people as well, so... Um, the Skype thing is, let me read it to you, the name of it, because I want to make sure that you get the thing that you're looking for. It is everything you need for hassle-free recording of phone calls, interviews, coaching sessions on Skype to repurpose for any kind of content marketing, podcasts, digital products, opt-ins, hardware, software, and workflow. All of it is included because Elsie is thorough as heck. So you guys are going to love that. Shepodcast.com forward slash Skype. Now, um, the next thing is Elsie and I are going to start using the She Podcast Twitter handle a little more frequently. We're hoping that you guys will play along with us. So we thought of a way where we could get everyone in on the convo, not just in the Facebook group, but on Twitter as well. So um, we came up with a, has- a hashtag called Ask She P, and we have it so that the A, S, and P are all capitalized. However, if you just want to do lower cases, it's Ask Shep. So um, you can certainly ask Shep and we'll be happy to answer you um, as She Podcasts or as Jess Kupferman or as Yogeek, which is Elsie's. And um, if you're still not into that, but you want to give us some feedback, please send it to feedback at shepodcast.com. The next order of business is going to be the She Podcasts One Day Workshop at Podcast Movement in July. It's the very last weekend of July, and it does spill over into uh, the first weekend, I guess, in August. Um, and She Podcasts is doing a Friday One Day Workshop. The early bird pricing, I believe, is still up. So if you go to podcastmovement.com forward slash schedule, you should see 
my and Elsie's pretty little faces down there and then just click to sign up. We would love to see you. Our workshop is going to be um, under the theme empowerment, expansion, evolvement, just kidding, evolution. Um, and so we're going to be discussing next steps for podcasters. So it's not a beginner's course. It's a course about how to use your podcast for empowering either yourself or others, expanding into other realms or just expanding your show itself and how to get it to evolve. Um, and I won't go into more detail, but we are super excited. We would again, love to see you. Please come to the workshop, even if just to hang out with us. But of course, we're going to have a really cool day full of um, really neat content for next level podcasters. So the next thing I want to talk to you about, oh, and again, that link is podcastmovement.com forward slash schedule. Um, Elsie and I had the honor of being interviewed on Dave Jackson's School of Podcasting Morning Announcements, and he asked us all kinds of cool questions about the differences between men and women and how they podcast and why we have a show and how we met and all kinds of good stuff. So if you guys would check that out, thank you so much, Dave, for having us. I know I speak for Elsie when I say we were honored and we had such a great time talking to you. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I did not realize how hilarious Dave Jackson is. He is the funniest dude. Anyway, um, the link is in the show notes for that. And then also, finally, I want to introduce our episode of the day. Um, Elsie did this amazing workshop at New Media Expo back in well, March, April. I think it was April. And basically, the workshop was entitled, It's Not All About Your Microphone. And people came thinking that it was going to be about their microphones, but really it wasn't all about the microphone. It was about how to sit and stand and use your body to get the most out of your voice and your audio. It's a really cool, cool um, presentation. And so that's going to be our episode for today since Elsie is traveling. So happy trails, Elsie. Guys, check out the episode. It's coming up right now. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope it wasn't so terrible hearing me all by myself. Um, love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you so much. Enjoy. So really, uh, this presentation is not, again, not about microphones. I just don't want you to think that I'm going to be talking dynamic and condenser and how to set things up and, you know, which one works best with your voice and all that stuff. I'm sure that there are lots of people that can do that, but that's not what this is about. So I do want to make sure that you know that. And if that's what you want, I'm sorry. And I'd rather you (laughs) go find something you're really interested in. Okay, just to make sure, because you know why I thought about doing this is because I work a lot with podcasters. I work a lot with many different types of podcasters, and sometimes we get so caught up on the tools, on all the stuff that you really need to do, and and it's really like, you know, how, how, how do you build an audience? How do you get people coming back to your show? How do you, you know, what's the microphone that I need in order for, for me to sound the best? And then we get so caught up on that because then we get the microphone and we're still not getting <laughs> the audience and we're still trying to work at all these other different things and it's like holy cow it's so disappointing for you don't you think so i thought like what is it that, what is it that i can give you that you're not going to invest in i mean other than yourself right but now money like there's nothing that's going to come away from from you really that you don't already have. That's like something that I'm really passionate about is using your resources that you have right now that you might not have perhaps tapped into, right? So really it's, it's all about just, it's just the beginning of what that's going to be for you. This is really just the foundation for you to start. So you won't get all the answers, <laughs> but you will definitely get a big, huge step up to uh, what you want to, to do here. So Hi. My name is Elsie Escobar, and I am actually a stay-at-home mama. I live way up high in the mountains, and I'm with my girls uh, 24-7, basically. I work from home, uh, and I have like this kind of like what made me want to do this is to, to put together all the little different things that I am. 
I am a classically trained actor. I was on stage and worked in Hollywood for a little bit. So I have an MFA on that kind of stuff. I've also been teaching yoga now for over 10 years. I'm a highly trained yoga teacher and I've worked with bodies and people's tension in their bodies for many, many years. It's something that I also adore to do. And because I wanted to kind of merge those things together, when podcasting came around, I was like, oh my God, I have to do that thing. And I started a yoga class that was a basically an audio yoga class. And I taught, that was like my first start in podcasting. And because I was so passionate about the medium itself, I just dove in head on. Like now I work for Lipson. I've been working for Lipson, which is the uh, largest podcast host and distribution network uh, for since 2004. Uh, the network is, but I've been with them since 2007. I've been advising podcasters for that long. I currently am actively producing two other podcasts, The Feed, which is the official Lipson podcast where we talk about podcasting news and all kinds of stuff, as well as She Podcast with my lovely ho- co-host. Where are you? Jess is right over here. <laughs> She podcast, which is a podcast about women and podcasting in the podcasting industry and, you know, women stuff like that. So basically, I am very passionate about podcasting. But in terms of getting all of this information out because of my background, I thought like I was so overwhelmed with how to get something to you guys so that you can walk out the door with something that you could be you could do for yourself, that you could be, you could have at least a little bit of something that you didn't know you had already in your back pocket that you can walk around, you know, get out with. So the first thing that I did is when I started to put this stuff together, I I didn't even know how to begin to, to make it a cohesive teaching. And I started to use sticky notes and I like, I think put a, a, a picture on Instagram of all these little sticky notes that I put on the ground, on the ground, on my table and started to to see if I saw a pattern and something did start to come out and I started to see a a very big themes coming out of the work that I was dealing with podcasting and issues that started to arise, particularly that had to do with voice. And it really all became about vocal vocal vitality. And I'm going to talk about these from two different perspectives. Vocal vitality here is the thing that keeps your people listening and coming back. The thing that keeps people listening to you and coming back, because that's, that's one of the hardest things to do. And at the same time, it's a dynamic, multi-layered approach to create more impact just through your voice. It's something that, that you can constantly have, something that you can constantly grow. And as we dive into this vocal, vocal vitality, I'll give you three aspects that you will really start with. They're all broken down into three, and I keep breaking things down into three, and I'll say that over and over in this presentation, just because I like to break things down. So the first one is awareness. Then we go into a relaxation, no tension is kind of how I started to see it. And the last one is space. All of these three things can work together. They can work, especially at the beginning, they can work in conjunction with each other cohesively, or you can start with awareness, go to that whole relaxation aspect of it, and then moving into the space, that's a way that you can approach it as well. But we're going to really start with something that I believe is uh, a game changer for this, an awareness. And this is really just a definition of what awareness is. Knowledge or perception of a situation or fact, and concern about and well-informed interest in a particular situation of development. So awareness is really always the thing, like the biggest tool that you need to have for yourself. You need to be able to recognize this for yourself, what we're going to go into right now, so that we can start to change and optimize. That is broken down into stress and emotions and patterns and behavior. So stress and emotions and how they affect your ability to communicate effectively in your podcast. It's your turn to take the stage. So I'm going to walk around. I'm going to tap some of you guys on the shoulder. And I'm going to invite you to come up here and do a 30-second pitch of your show or your podcast. Okay? So I'm going to walk around. I'm going to tap one of you guys on the shoulder or a few and have you come up here and give me a 30-second pitch of your show or your podcast. 
Just kidding. So the reason I did that is so I want you to see what happened to your body. What happened to your body just thinking y'all was going to come and pick you? Right? I mean, I just, I want you to go back to go like, holy cow, I'm not from the, I mean, there's some of us that are like, oh, I'm me. Right? I, that's not me. I know that if I, that would have happened to me if I was in a room and somebody said, who's going to come up? I'd be like, oh my God, no, I'm going to go hide in the, why did I sit in the front? <laughs> that's what I would do. I would get so freaked out. But I want you to start to notice what happens when I said that, right? We start to get like kind of constricted. White, would I say, would you think that? So then you start to think about that constriction and tension. It's like, it's something that we live with all the time that we're constantly, we're not aware of, but I wanted you to feel it in your body now because that way you're out of your head and inside and you're like, holy cow, where did all that blood flow go to your heart? You needed to fight for your life now. I need to get out of this room. What am I doing here? Right? You needed to get out. And so it really becomes, you start to affect your entire system. Your organs are no longer getting the blood flow that you needed to get to. The blood flow is not going to your fingertips and your toes anymore because we're now moving into the core part of your body, which is something that we really need because when we're in danger, we need to get the heck out of there right? To stay safe. And so the muscles also become full of that blood flow to get that much strength to get out. That's what you need. And so think about that. The perception of me telling you that you were going to come up here and do a 30 second pitch was basically danger. Uh Oh, danger, right? So the mind is your boss. Nothing's happening. There's no danger in this room, but your mind is the boss right? This is so important. So important for you to see because this right here, if you just remember that, that your body cannot tell the difference between perceived danger and real danger. Your body cannot tell the difference between that. Now, the reason that we're moving into here and the reason I'm going to take you through the rest of the process is that a lot of the time we perceive danger all the time, so much so that we're no longer aware of that. So our bodies are working in that constricted mode for a period of time that you should, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. You're stressing your organs, you're stressing your throat, you're stressing all kinds of things that don't need to be stressed because we're not in danger. Oh my God. Right? So chill. Um, but, and now we get back into patterns and behavior. This I found, it is so, so interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, and how they affect your ability to create a dynamic experience with your podcast. So of course, all right, let's go back really quickly over, uh, the perception of danger and all that constriction. You think about getting behind the mic and you start to build a pattern of constriction. Every time you get behind the mic, your voice is not going to be optimal because you're in a state of flight. It's like danger zone, if you don't know the difference, right? So now we get into patterns of behavior. This is a completely different conversation to be having now, but this is also super, super key. We adopt and align to that which we've been exposed to. We adopt what the things that are near us, the things that we're familiar with. We resonate with those things, even though we may not choose to. And that's also super important. So think about your body, just the way that we do it. We're no longer recognizing repetitive things that we do all the time. I mean, you, I guess back in the day when humanity was, was just beginning, there was a lot more diversity in the way that we moved through the world. I would say you would have to, you know, hunt and gather and do all the kinds of things like that. And there was a lot more movement involved. Nowadays, even for those of us who are active in our bodies, we have a set time for that, right? It's like you do something for 90% of the time and then, oh, it's time to go work out, <laughs> right? And there's that, we don't have a diversity, a diverse uh, approach to our bodies. And so from here, the repetitive motions, the repetitive stress syndrome that you see a lot of the time that has to do with shoulders and wrists and elbows and upper body and neck stuff and jaw stuff, all that stuff comes from the fact that you're not moving your body optimally. You're not getting a full range of motion. And also... This is so cool. Body mirroring. So body mirroring. Have you ever noticed and looked at your family and you realize that you're like standing just like your dad? 
or you see your kids and they're like, oh my God, they're walking like grandpa. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like we all have some stuff like that that comes as part of, of, of who we are. We, we inherit this. It doesn't mean that we need to keep it though, because there's some of us that perhaps don't want to look like grandma and the way that her shoulders have gotten so small and, and crooked, right? We have an opportunity to act on that. But that's also something that we are not aware of, of that, of that body mirroring. So from here, we also start to go into communication patterns. Communication. So the family communications that you have are super, super important. So and especially as how they relate to cultural inferences. I don't know about you guys, but I come from a Latino background and we have a lot of parties and most of the time you can't hear anybody because everybody's screaming. And so then it becomes like how, who can talk louder and who can be heard more? And so then all of a sudden I'm by myself and I'm screaming at my wonderful hubby and he's like, why are you screaming? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just becomes a, a habit of, of certain ways of, of talking, right? It becomes a, 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 an expression of how we've been raised and what we've been told. And this is key, particularly for women. When somebody says, hey, stop mumbling. You're whining. Your voice is so annoying. Can you please speak up? I can't hear you. And some of us either rebel against something like that and really, you know, go at the opposite where other times it's like, Oh my God, you, you have like that self-conscious. I'm being too loud. So I'm going to just cut down like, like this and nobody's going to hear you. So it becomes something that you in, you adopt without really making a choice to adopt it. So all of these different things play in the way that you get behind the microphone. It doesn't matter what kind of mic you're getting. If you mumble, you'll continue to mumble. If you're screaming, it's going to come out through the mic. If you're slow and slurred or you are uh, have a little bit of a, 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 a tilt at the end of every thing that you say and you're always wondering if that's okay and then we become like just like that is that all right then it becomes you forget you don't know that you're having they're doing that at the end of the sentences right so we start to get into that so now we're going to get to the vocal clarification so the changes in loudness speed and melody is vocal vitality so we started off by saying that vocal vitality was why people come back and continue listening to you, right? That's like a, a very like, okay, well, how do you fix that, right? So it really comes into these different modes, loudness, speed, and melody, which is the dynamic expression of your voice as a whole to enhance meaning. That's what's going to tie it all together. So we're going to do just a little bit of homework since I can't really get so deep into all of this stuff, but I do want you to do this on your own. Uh, see, no stress. So <laughs> doing this kind of your own, I want you to really start to check out, especially for those of you, it doesn't matter if you do any kind of content production, whether it's audio or video or any, or public speaking possibly to get a, a tape of yourselves. I'm sure you can hear yourselves talk to notice and kind of qualify it from a kind of like, see if you can put a neutral hat on yourself and start to hear, am I loud or am I soft and see what happens in that range just for you to make your own uh, discernment about your voice. This is super important. This is not about criticism and it's not about going like, Oh my God, I'm so loud. It's none of that. It's really just listening to see what you are more, your propensity is for. And the same thing happens with speed. Are you one of those speed talkers? When does that happen? Right? When you, do you start talking really fast because, because we're super nervous and nobody really understands what you're saying? Or are you like only get just a few words in? in a long period of time, right? Because you just you start to hear that kind of stuff. And the last one, which is my favorite, is melody. And melody is really all about, um, I'm sure you have also heard people who, who speak in monotone. Their tones are all the same. And this is the way they talk because that's the way they talk. And melody is really about starting to change your pitch, and starting to color it a little bit more or making uh, an affirmed choice to hit certain words so that you can land them better, right? And so from there, we use all of these to enhance the meaning. So when you apply this to your podcast, what is it that you're trying to bring across? What's the key point that you need to get across here? What is the thing that you need to land? 
so that you start to recognize, holy cow, this sentence is like, ooh, right? You got to put that in there. But how do you know what meaning that that is? That meaning comes from you. You give the meaning to the conversation. You guide your listener to understand what that might be for yourself. So we can take it now into action, just going back into that general awareness so that you remember this, because this is going to lead into the rest of the presentation, which is going to be an interactive presentation. Yes, it is. Um, so stress and emotions, all of that stuff completely and utterly affects your vocal quality. Patterns and behaviors, again, things that you attach yourself to, things that you're not seeing, and the vocal vitality. Those three things right there, if you can just bring awareness to it, if you can at least today, when you leave this house, I was going to say, when you leave the house, when you leave this space here, you'll be able to at minimum acknowledge yourself, perhaps in a different way. That's all. That's all I want. So... Uh, we're going to the second part now, the relaxation, AKA no, no tension. Do you guys know what it feels like to be in your body without a constriction with no tension in your body? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I have no idea. Right? So, um, optimal alignment with right action equals release. And that's what we're getting to that release point. So, The upper body, the upper body holds the primary muscles of respiration, which are your intercostal muscles, the ones that are here on the side. And a lot of these shoulder muscles, the top part of your shoulders here, those are the ones that have the majority of the tension. And a lot of the time when we start to deal with that upper body stuff, the first thing that does not get even thought about is the side body. It's the intercostal muscles, these guys over here. And in order for you to get the space to be able to resonate at the place that you want to, we need to open those up. So now we're, we are really going to go get up on your feet, please. <laughs> standing up, standing up. And we're just going to talk uh, very simply. I'm going to see if I can put my mic down. Well, we'll see. So just make sure that you're standing with your feet hip width apart and parallel facing straight forward. And what parallel feet means is that the second toe, even if you can look through your feet because all of you guys are wearing them, their second toe is in line with the center of your ankle. You can kind of start to gauge that. And hip width apart so we don't get super together here. You're sitting up as tall as you can or just lengthening up and let your arms kind of hang by your sides here. So the first thing that we're going to start to do is lengthen the side body. The side body, which is the top of your hip to your armpit, that's your side body. All right. So from here, what I want you to do is to just press your feet into the earth a little bit more as if you're really getting down into the ground. And with your next inhalation, without losing that, I want you to start to lengthen from your belly button. It's kind of like somebody's pulling you up from the crown of the head up all the way up a little bit. It's like you're lengthening up towards the sky. Now, this is the interesting part. With your exhalation, you're not going to lose that. Okay. So with an inhale, again, hands really soft, lengthen up through the crown of the head. And with your exhale, keep lengthening up through the crown of the head. So you start to move in that direction. So that's stage one, side body staying super long. The next stage for upper body alignment is the head of the arm bones, which is the front part of your body here. Head of the arm bones back towards the back plane of the body. Yeah. So side body long, head of the arm bones back. And lastly, Your shoulder blades, they move flat on the back. So you start to think that they're just drawing in gently together as you move up towards the sky, right? That's it. Side body long, head of the arm bones back, shoulder blades flat on the back. Soften the jaw so there's nothing else that's moving. Now with your next inhale, I want you all to take your arms up towards the sky. Just reach them straight up, straight up. But I want you to reach them as if you want to touch the ceiling so it doesn't become like, oh my God right? Because that's not cool. So we're going to reach up towards the sky. And again, take a nice big breath. And I want you to press down through your feet and just lengthen. Literally feel like somebody's trying to pull you up. Spread the fingers super wide and have the palms of the hands facing forward as if you're going to give me a high five. But I want like a real strong high five, not like, eh, right? Real strong, lifting up. One more big breath here as you reach up. 
Good. And then as you exhale, just bring your arms all the way back down. Take a moment to feel what's going on with your arms, even just taking your arms up like that. But it's really about moving into that focus, right? So real simple thing. Again, both arms way up towards the sky, reach them up. Now go ahead and grab your left wrist, Good. rooting down through the earth from here. you stop breathing. Please don't do that. That's not good. So pressing down through the feet, lengthen up. You're still going. It takes a lot of vitality to keep that lift. Reach your fingertips to the corner of the room there. That's it. One more breath. Inhale, come all the way back up. And as you exhale, release those arms all the way back down towards the floor. Oh my gosh, that is crazy pants. So now I want you to guys to start to think about this, that you're not in a 3D position here, meaning if you're moving one part, the other parts don't move, right? Because this is what starts to happen. We move one arm and all of a sudden hips move back, chest moves like this. And it becomes like this expression of like a lack of cohesion. So what I want you to do is be aware of the rest of your body, both arms up. Go ahead and grab a hold of your left wrist. With an exhalation, you're going to take it over towards the opposite direction, but you got to really spread those fingertips like super wide. Yeah, just like that. Root down through the feet. Where are your hips? Don't have them forward. Take them back a little bit. Take your head back a little bit. There you go. One more breath. Inhale, come all the way back up and exhale, release those arms. Holy cow, right? So slowly but surely you start to think about that. All you did was stretch those arms and you're getting so warm. Crazy pants. Interlace the hands behind your back for me, please. Yeah, just like that. And just let your hands rest right where there's a big bone right behind. All of us have that. Interlace your hands together. You're going to take a nice big breath. Remember side body long, head of the arm bones back. Shoulder blades flat on the back. You're going to gather them in. And with an exhalation, you're going to stretch your arms a little bit straighter. You're going to keep the shoulders back, though. Shoulders back. Arms become straighter. Crown of the head extends up towards the sky. Just one more big breath as you move it back that way. Good. Big breath into the top part of your chest. And then as you exhale, you're just going to go ahead and release that. Oh, my gosh. Right? More heat building up in the body. So when we start to move that, all of that area, we start to wake up our system. And you're giving your your lungs a little bit more of an opportunity to start moving with your breath. Right? So... Now that you're standing up for here, I'm going to really talk through this again. Side body long, head of the arm bones back, shoulder blades flat on the back. If you remember that, in that, in that, um, how do you say it? Arrangement? How do you say it? Order. Thanks. Jesus. So, <laughs> thanks. In that order. So first thing always, side body long, head of the arm bones back, shoulder blades flat on the back. Because if you don't have that length, you're going to tweak your shoulders. So you don't pull them down like this and then take them back. That's going to start to pull the entire part of your neck here. So it's like, oh, what? A- okay. You just got a present. <gasps> That's side body long. You're, it's the best surprise ever. <gasps> that side body long. So you first need to have that fullness, then the shoulders move back, and that's what you move into. Then what we did is we started with a neutral stance. This is something that you guys can use when you're going to get behind the mat. Neutral, neutral stance, arms over the head, a side lengthening exercise. So we get those, those intercostal muscles moving super sweet, and then interlace the hands behind your back. Super simple. And you start to open up the channels, right? <laughs> No big deal. Right, Jess? It's so simple. Now, the lower body, these are the secondary respiratory um, exercises here. So all I'm going to have you guys do here while you're standing up is make sure your toes are facing forward. You're going to bend the leg, and you're going to hold your foot. If you can. If you can't do that, don't worry about it. You can even check this out. You can put yourself forward and put your foot on the, even on the chair. Because sometimes our quads are like crazy tight, Right? Oh my God, because we sit around all the time. That's it. And what I want you to do is to push down through the standing leg, whatever that might be, and then get taller. Just think, it. yes, see how that stretched your leg all of a sudden? Oh my God. And with an exhale, see if you can make that leg longer, the one that you're holding, and bring your foot closer towards your bum. God, that'll make your jaw drop. I'm just kidding. So then one more big breath. Go ahead and release that. Let's do... (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, let's do the other leg because I can't leave you sideways. Right? Other leg, go ahead and hold your foot. 
as best as you can. And again, if you have a hard time, because these muscles are so tight, make sure that you bring your legs after you grab a hold, bring them closer towards each other. Yes, that's it. Parallel root down through the feet, get tall and then lengthen down through the knee. It's like your knee's going to hit the floor, but it's not. There you go. And then slowly release that. Fantastic. So that front part of your legs there, go ahead and take a seat, please. Thank God, right? Could you imagine you're doing like a whole class with me? It'd be crazy. So from here, <laughs> we're going to do just one more thing as you guys are sitting here. Because again, for the, for the secondary respiratory muscles, because at first we start just opening up the front part of your body, but most of us are sitting behind the microphone, sitting down for so long. All I really need you guys to do is really quickly just sit down, make sure that your legs are hip width apart as well. Make sure your toes are facing straight forward. For some of you guys, this is probably going to be enough because we have habitual patterns of sitting. So anytime, again, remember patterns, we talked about those before. Every time that you sit down and you start to feel like I'm getting really tight, all you have to do for those of you who don't do anything like this is look at your feet, make sure they're hip width apart. Look at your thigh bones, make sure they're hip width apart and scoot yourself a little farther forward on your chair. Great. From here, we're going to do a manual adjustment on your own body. And what you need to do, for a lot of us, this is enough. There's so much tension in the body. <laughs> then we're going to do just a really quick twist. You're going to take your left hand across the body and put it to the outside of your leg. Make sure that your knees are not splaying out to the sides. So bring them back towards center. Take a big inhale, get tall. And as you exhale, just move your belly button to the wall on your right. Take another inhale, just in breath, and go a little deeper with your exhale. Good job. With an inhale, come back to center, and we'll do the second side. Opposite hand across the body, putting it to the side. Your left hand can actually hold on to your chair. With an inhale, squeeze your legs towards each other. Not together, just draw them as if you're holding something in between your knees. Then a Get taller with a breath and exhale from your left belly. Turn to the right a little more. Inhale, get taller. Exhale, twist a little more. And then inhale, come back to center. Fabulous. Quick twist like that. Secondary respiratory muscles start to open your body a little bit more. So now we're going to inquiry into that space mechanism. Because the reason that I'm asking you or having you guys do this is because we're habitually stuck in a specific bodily mask, if you will, and also a breathing mask. So once you do a little bit of these stretches here and there, you start to open yourself back. Then we start to get into the space, into the ability to make the best choices that we can. The space comes from the body. It really comes from you your ability to start to find more length and space in the body. So now you get a chance to take a comfortable seat as opposed to what I've been making you do. So if you want to, you can move back into your seat or you can be just totally the way that you are. That's totally fine with me. From here, we're going to start to deal a little bit with the breath because this is something that is also fantastic to pay attention to. The breath is broken down into two very distinct feelings, expansion and contraction. Most of us are have an affinity more towards one than the other. Some of us really like to take deep breaths. It's so easy. And some of us have a much of an easier time exhaling. A lot of the time that also is a personality thing. I find that type A type personalities are a little bit more apt to have a hard time exhaling fully. And type, you know, the ones that are a little more chill, that have a little hard time to take nice, big, deep inhales. Because it, it just becomes, it goes against that natural movement. Usual type A's, are, I can't exhale very much sometimes. It's like, oh, but I have the next thing. I got to have to do, and we don't really let ourselves settle down. So it's really about finding the balance between both of you in your body. And this is something that's prevalent when you're behind the mic as well. There's some of us that are in the middle of the sentence. And then we end and then I have to take another breath because I couldn't even get through the sentence, right? So we have to start to figure out what that is in our bodies and it starts to happen through the physical, but then we start to move through the breath. So this is actually, these are three little exercises that we're going to go through very simply so that you guys also have an opportunity to start to do inquiries for yourself. The first one is a very simple one that I do all the time, which is a hand movement breath exercise, the diaphragm breath exercise, and possibly this root to rise one. I'm not sure if I'm going to get through that. So we're going to do really, really simple. And again, you're going to sit as comfortably as you can.
can, but you're going to place your hands right at the top of your thighs with the palms facing up. Yep, that's it. And I, we just talked about how that breath moves, right? That there's like the inhalation inherently comes with an expansion. The exhalation inherently comes with a contraction. It's just part of the deal, right? So what we're going to do is you can start with your eyes now. I want you to look at those hands. So when you do an inhale, I want you to expand the hands straight. And when you exhale, I want you to let them curl. That's it. With the inhale, you're going to just let them expand. And with the exhale, you're just going to allow them to contract. Not like fold fists, but just, just a little bit. From there now, I want you to, you can close your eyes because sometimes closing the eyes takes, you know, that extra layer of sensory. If not closing your eyes, I want you to look down to the floor and kind of blur your vision so that you're not really looking at anything specific. So you can choose either one of these things. And again, with every inhale, I want you to expand the hands. With every exhale, you're going to very softly contract the hands. Yeah. So now what I want you to do as you're doing this is I want you to let the movement or stay behind. Meaning, you only expand the hands when your breath begins. You only contract the hands when the exhale comes. You do not move before your breath. You wait. We're just going to do this for just a couple of more seconds. And then very gently, just can go ahead and open your eyes or see fully here. So the reason this is as important is because we tend to, again, the mind, right, tends to be the boss. So what we're trying to do here is to allow the breath to lead the way. And it becomes a little more passive. It gives us more opportunity to find space. Did you have a hard time like moving and coordinating your breath? Like you started to do this first and then you inhaled and then this and exhaled. This is one of those things that we need to do. Diaphragm movement. I'm just going to tell you the way that the diaphragm moves. It actually is like a dome. It's literally right down here. Like if you put a palm of your hand right to your belly button, all five hands, all five hands, (laughs) that would be weird. All five fingers (laughs) right at the top of your belly button. And then right where your thumb is, maybe a a little bit above that, that's where your diaphragm is. And if you start to think about a trampoline where nobody's jumping on it, with an inhalation, the trampoline goes down like as if somebody just landed. So with an inhale, it expands downward. And with the exhale, it it comes back up into your lungs. So you start to think about the expansion with that inhale, it goes down, and then it comes back up as you move into the lungs. Now, the reason that I started to get into this breathing now after the little bit of stretching that we did is because there's no way, if you're having a hard time feeling this now, there's no way you can do that if you don't do a little bit of lengthening before. Our sensitivity is so diminished by that time. So we can talk about the root to rise birth another day. So so the mask, this is something else that I want to address. Can you all go like, can you all go like this for me? So once you have it in this position, I want you to place that right here so that the thumbs are right beneath the the chin, and then you have the index fingers up. Yeah, just like that. Okay, that is the mask. That's what vocal coaches call the mask. You can go ahead and release that. So the mouth, the jaw, the tongue, and the soft palate. All of that, once we deal with that big part of your body, then that's where the tension starts to move into. It happens all up here, and that is what starts to get narrow. Although, and a lot of people start to ask me, you know, like, how do you loosen the tongue? How do you loosen, you know, the soft palate? How do you do all of these different things? You first have to start with the upper body, because if you don't deal with that part, there's no way you're going to get to that part. What the? Seriously. So I'm going to give you one... (laughs) One thing to do, a jaw exercise that I do all the time when I get super, super tense. Okay, it's a little weird, but I'll give it to you anyway. You don't have to do it in front of me, but I'm happy to do it for you. So, side body, long head, the arm goes back, shoulder blades flat on the back. And you just let your jaw soften. So you're not pushing it, you're just lips parting. And then you take a nice big, you don't have to do this, take a nice big deep breath. And then, uh, <laughs> so instead of, yeah, you push mostly with, I know, isn't that weird? Yeah. Can you believe I just did that? <laughs> it's hard, right? So you press down, and what happens is when you first do this, you're like, 
Oh, right, God. <laughs> right? So then you start to move into that you're not trying to break your jaw, for God's sake. You're trying to find a way to be able to move your jaw without gripping the rest of this. So that's why we need to find that space we just did so you can find a little bit of softness so you can really go, where ah, you can start to move from here and this just starts to move down. If we can access that, you'll start to your ears will start to expand and open. Your whole there's going to be so much more blood flow in the top part of your face, and you'll start to feel where the darkness is, meaning the tension in your face. And you're like, oh my god, I'm so tense from that mask. So the depth of your voice comes from your body. The depth of your voice comes from your body. So those are the primary breathing muscles, the diaphragm and the external intercostal muscles, which are all lengthened. Even if you just take your arms up like just one time and reach way up, you start to find that space. Then the clarity of your voice comes from the refinement, which we can't refine if we don't have a core fullness. And that is the mask, the mouth, the jaw, the tongue, and the soft palate. All of those things are super, super important. From there, when you are, and this is where kind of wrapping it up together, I want you to always go back when you're aware, right? When you start to freak out behind the mic, when your voice is not sounding the way you want it to, when you start to say um and ah every single sentence and you don't actually take a sentence out other than uh, uh, right? When you start to get to those places, the first place I want you to go to is awareness. Just remember, come back. Where is the tension? Even if you just think about it that way, where is, what is the meaning that I'm trying to convey? Are you loud? Are you soft? Do you have any kind of melody to your voice? Oh my God. So you, when you start to do that, then you become more relaxed just from the ability for you to check in with yourself. Then you're open enough to make the best choices that you need to make. And that includes your microphone because sometimes then how will you know what kind of microphone you need to buy if you don't even know what your neutral position is in your body? How do you know that your voice isn't completely more full and free because your body is so tense? No, then you get a chance to know your work. When do you start to feel the most stressed out? When is it that you find the most tension? Does it have to do with your tech? Does it have to do when you're in a position of where you have to take the mic, right? You guys all felt that. So you can address that and make yourself as comfortable as possible. I was in the bathroom calming down doing handstands before I came here. We all have that. So what do you need to bring yourself down to be the best that you can to convey the most meaning? And lastly, you make intelligent and informed choices that fit you. The microphone that somebody that works for somebody else isn't going to make work for you. And you can't doubt that. If you have an instinct about something and somebody says, well, you need to use this. And you're like, well, I'm not sure if I need to do that. Trust that. And the only way that you trust that is if you're aware, because if you don't have, then you have no questions to ask. You can't say, well, you can't say that because you don't know. So this is really just the beginning. This is a plain foundation into diving on into all of this stuff, little bits and pieces. But I'm going to give you, I'm just going to leave this up here for a while. But these are my favorite resources if you do want to get deeper into this work. And what I did um, to prepare and how I, I kind of multi-layered this approach. So Carol Gilligan's In a Different Voice, if you're a woman, this is a must-have book. Amazing. Amazing. In the way that um, women adjust their speaking patterns primarily due to cultural influences and relationships. It's like seriously mind-blowing. I read it in my early 20s and it changed my life, literally. And Freeing the Natural Voice, Christian Linklater, that little um, voice thing with the jaw, that's part of the training for Christian Linklater. She's a fantastic uh, theatrical uh, voice coach. Uh, it's really in-depth work. The Sound of Your Voice, Dr. Carol Fleming, she is speech training specifically. She does work a lot with breaking patterns of speech. Uh, really fabulous, fabulous teacher. She has a great book. And you guys can hear a lot of these concepts that I talked about today in in her book. Uh, the Universal Principles of Alignment from Manusara Yoga, that's yoga that I studied for a long time, and it's that whole side body long, head of the arm, back, shoulder blades, foot on the back. All of that is based on anatomical alignment principles so that you can have them at your service no matter what you do. The Philosophical Teachings of Rajana Katantra with Douglas Brooks, he just informs everything that I do, and I always honor my teachers no matter what. So if you've gathered any kind of wisdom from what I said, it's really due to him. Uh, the Breathing Book, Donna Farhi, she is amazing. In terms of how she breaks down the breath in this book, 
Holy cow, another one of my favorites. It's the first book I bought when I started to study yoga. So um, if you uh, want to touch base with me, you can email me at lc.lipson.com. You can follow me specifically at Yogeek, and I also run the Lipson social media and the social media happiness expert over at Lipson, um, making community happen over there. So you can reach me in that way. If you have any other questions for me, I'm, I'll be here for a little bit. But also, if you want to go over to the Lipson booth, I'll be there for the rest of today and tomorrow so you can come and find me, and I'm happy to address any other questions that you have. Okay? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of the energy that you have. So, and then that's something that we start, started to think about. The more you sit, and one of the reasons I had you stand up too is because whenever we start to move, you're in a sitting position, naturally the energy starts to move you down. It's kind of like you're pulling into the space of the ground. And standing up automatically forces you to have to engage in a new way. So, yes, absolutely. I love standing up a lot. I would actually do it more if I had the opportunity to move around and even podcast that way. It, that's a great tool for finding more vocal vitality or dynamics in your voices to start to move around. Think about the way that you talk when you're on the phone. Do you ever really sit down to talk to your best friend? I think the guys are like, what best friend? But um, but I know that I have to be like, no, but you don't understand. Like they can't see you, but you're moving your entire body and walking around like crazy pants, right? Yeah. Anybody else? Comment or yes? Well, it actually began in when I was getting my master's in theater. I had built a lot of vocal patterns and I was relying I was relying a little bit more on my little girl voice and, and that's how I talked. There was a lot more in my, was in my nose and it was sort of like this so that I wouldn't be scary because that's, that's what I learned in the different voice. That, that entire book changed my, that's what my vocal teacher said. You need to read this book. And I started to realize that as, especially as women, we tend to, to choose a softer, even higher pitched voice so that we don't offend and we don't even know that. And so, and for guy, and it's fun, interesting because for, for men, it's the other way. You start to think that you have to then talk like this to, to be, uh, very full, like, so that you're smart and intelligent. You, 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 you make sure you drop the voice. So we go again, we go towards the thing that is the most general. And we, as I think together need to find the opposite. So if you're constantly like this and only have that tone, try to find the higher range. Right. And for us ladies, we tend to stay a little bit high and we only feel the voice up here instead of dropping it. It was really scary. It's a physical, it feels differently. And I, I, I cried. I actually cried the first time I spoke that way. I had to, I was doing a, a Shakespeare sonnet and I could not get through it because it felt so, I felt so vulnerable and so like, scary when you put power on yourself. You feel like, oh my God, I'm so not okay with this feeling. I wanted to go like little. I wanted to go small. And when I put that on, it was too freaky, scary. And then I started to get more comfortable with being able to really resonate at that level. It feels odd. So great question. Anybody else? You see, all good. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad you stayed and it was cool. Yay. Or at least interesting. I can't say it was cool. Well, thank you guys so very much for coming and playing with me today. Yay! Thank you. Jessica!